Good afternoon, friends. Welcome to the Patrick Lally Show on another grand and glorious day in the best little city in America, and it's getting better all the time. We're going to spend a couple hours here engaging in some energetic and entertaining conversation on local, state, national news and politics. We're going to talk about the natural world a little bit. We're going to talk about social world a little bit. We're going to talk about mothering a little bit. And science industry. Uber producer Dan Peters is in studio with us today, as always. Thanks for spending some time on your radio at Information 1000 KSOO. Live on the internet at KSO.com or with the KSOO mobile app. And we are on Twitter, of course, at P. Lally Show. You can't listen to the show on Twitter, but you can chat with us. And you listen elsewhere. It's a two-way street. It's an interactive radio experience. By thunder, we can do that. By thunder, we can. And we will. Speaking of thunder, there wasn't any thunder last night. So yesterday on the show, you remember, we talked about uh, that it was raining. And it was raining okay, like when I came in. So this, yesterday morning, I got up road to, to, to downtown, and it was, it was okay. It wasn't raining. By the time I was riding over to the radio station, it was raining. You know, it was fine. By the time I left the radio station to go down to Club David for public input, where we had a marvelous time, by the way, uh, it was raining harder. She was cutting loose. And the wind was up. And if you know where the KSO studios here are at Results Radio, 57th and Louise-ish, that's going north-ish. And the wind was coming out of the north, and so into the rain, into the wind, down to Club David. Uh, my core stayed dry, thankfully. Uh, the feet got a little squishy. Let's just—it was like walking in buckets. Yeah, the extremities were—they—they yeah. they were succumbing to the yeah. wetness. Yeah, cold hands, wet feet, was not not pretty. And then so, then about eight thirty, eight eight thirty, because it was it was a short meeting last night. Um, three squares for meeting ending. So you had your meeting ends before eight, meeting ends before eight thirty, meeting ends before nine thirty. So that's three full squares on the on the uh, city council bingo. So I'm headed home after that, and now it's really raining, <laughs> coming down in sheets. Uh, had to go through some big big puddles. But fortunately, you were heading south, and yeah, you helped. had your tailwind. That did help, but the wind was just. It was, that was, for October, man, that was just, that was some rain. And it's just been on and on and on. So this morning when I got up and I look out and it's like, oh, it's kind of dry. Then I went out there and it's drizzling again. Got to put the rain gear back on. You know, I was talking to somebody today and I say, this is almost like spring calving weather instead of fall (laughs) harvest weather. (laughs) It is. It's like calving weather out there. That's how bad it is. And I tell you, uh, so I'm riding today down on the bike trail going headed downtown again. And the river, man, I don't, I don't remember. I cannot pull from the dim mists of my memory any time when I've seen the river this high this late in the year. Because it was coming out of its banks again uh, this morning. I remember when I was at the fine institution in Vermilion, and it was 1992, and we had a week of rain in October. Really? It might have been that high back in 1993. 93 was a big flood year, that's true, but that was a lot because of the snow, too, over over that winter. But man, it's... You know, it might have been 1992. That could have been it. Yeah, because... Yeah, ninety two. Went into that winter, and it was so much snow. You're right mm-hmm. about that, Dan. Dan Peters pulling right out of the mental calendar that he keeps with him. It's like a Rolodex up oh, there. There is a steel trap up there. Yeah. Not much gets out. <laughs> a lot goes in. Not a lot comes out. But it's I man, uh, it's crazy. This is crazy, isn't it? I I don't. This ain't right. It's different. I need to get right. I need some. Some of that vitamin D or whatever comes out of the sun because I'm starting to shrivel up over here. It's not good. Maybe we need a heat lamp. <laughs> we could hatch it, some chickens. An incubator. <laughs> yes, I do. I need an incubator in the studio just to revive myself 
from this horrible place that I'm, I, I think people are just getting grouchy too, don't you? You know, I think that is kind of one of those after effects of not having sunshine for extended periods like we have. But you're telling me this is going to change, right? I gotta, I'm got i going to look out the window quick here. Oh, you can see there's a few breaks. Yeah. Like a little bit of blue. That ain't bad. I could go for that. But now it's 35 mile an hour north wind, and I hear you say that as yeah, well. Yeah, it mm, is. Yummy. That's not good. So, I don't know. Uh, I want to update you. This is doesn't have anything to do with the weather. Um, uh, 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 you know, Bruce Danielson, you know, Bruce, right? So he's the, he's, uh, uh, one of them gadflies down at city hall. Uh, I, that's a joke about gadfly because Scott Arisman got called a gadfly and those two guys, uh, Arisman Danielson, they're kind of a tag team, uh, city hall watcher guys, you know, they tape everything. And so, and school board watchers. And that's where I'm going, school board watcher. And the, those two guys, are they have concerns about the school board bond election that we just had. And I've talked about that, you know, 85%. What the heck? Come on, right? Well, I mentioned it, that Bruce had submitted an uh, open records request for uh, a bunch of stuff related to the election. Um, the tally sheets, uh, who, were, who was running what, you know, some basics like that, uh, and the ballots. So, but he got back a whole bunch of stuff. He got back like 150 pages of documents um, yesterday, day before. I think it was day before. And, uh, but no ballots. And there's some, I, he's still going through it. Uh, he did forward me some materials and I, I have not had a chance to look at them all. But it's, the things I've seen have been interesting. And, uh, you know, I'm glad the school district released some of this information. But there's a bunch of questions that they did. St- I don't know if they answered them. So we'll s- I just want to, that's just an update. I don't have any results for you other than to say he had submitted it. And I told you that. So now he's gotten some information back and we'll see what's in there. Because you remember the school board ran their own election. The district did. Uh, school district employees ran the election rather than having, say, the aud- county auditor do it or the city, you know, the city clerk can do that kind of thing because this, the school board doesn't run that many elections on their own. Uh, and so we'll see. I mean, it, you know, they had, I, uh, we're looking, it's it, just going through the process here. See if all the I's were dotted and the T's were crossed. If for no other reason than to just say, you know, maybe a little more attention to detail when you're dealing with something as important as an election. And again, I'm, I'm glad it passed. I supported the bond in terms of building these schools. A lot of money, $190 million. Questions will be asked, certainly. But I support the schools. I support uh, uh, the bonding. Uh, you, could, you could make an argument that a lot of money, did they need to do it all now, blah, 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 whatever. But I support the, the having to build these new schools because we need them. And I thought it would pass, but 60% is what you need for bonds. That's a high number. Uh, you know, I've gone through all that. 85 seems, hmm, and, I, and it's not like I think something nefarious happened. It's not like I think somebody's juggling the numbers. That's not what I think. Uh, but, you know, when you have an election that's one issue election that is using the super precincts that, uh, you know, is is you're asking to spend that much money, you got to make sure everything's cool. And I think that they, using the uh, the tools that were at their disposal, kind of, let's say just, uh, 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 you know, made it a little more advantageous for that side. When you get 85%, that's the question you have to ask. And I think... I think Scott Erisman brought up a very good point about the undervotes and comparing the undervotes, which means these are ballots that did not have any markings on them, mm-hmm. did not have a choice on them. And usually you have a pretty standard amount. The The percentages don't really shift a whole lot from mm-hmm. election to election. You have a pretty good number of, of ballots that do not have anything marked on them. Yeah. The The undervote total here was very low yeah. comparatively. Yeah. So what happened to those? I mean, these are the things, it was hand counted. Uh, when you see the tally sheets, it's just, you know, chicken markings. Somebody said yes, and somebody took a pencil and made a, you know, one, two, three, four hash, one, two, three, four hash for each precinct. That's how it's done. And it's, uh, uh, there's some things that are crossed out and then, 
you know, like one number is, oh, we didn't do the math right there. You just cross that out and then make it. What? <laughs> you know, so, the, you know, Bruce is going through those. We'll see uh, if anything comes to that. But uh, I suspect that you're going to see him ask more questions, which he has the right to do as a citizen, property owner, taxpayer. We'll talk about all that at some point. We have a great show for you today. Colleen Moran is here with the Sioux Falls Office of Human Relations. She's uh, with Amber Fick, who is with Siouxland Libraries. And this is the second in a series of, uh, they're having these uh, series of discussions uh, all surrounding uh, this documentary about a Holocaust survivor. And we talked about this last week on Wednesday with Patrick Hicks. Um, uh, Big Sonia is the name of the film. And uh, this week, uh, talking about discrimination. So we've got Colleen Moran coming in, and, and we'll chat about that. Thea Miller-Ryan at the Outdoor Campus. She's bringing Chad Tussing, who is director of the Outdoor Campus West in Rapid City, will be on the show. The Bad Mother is our weird friend of the day, and I'll have a P&L statement just after the next break. It's uh, Huther on Ethics? What? Stay tuned. This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. Twenty-one on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO, and it's time for the P and L statement. That time when we look through the news and find things that interest us, disgust us, give us great joy and satisfaction. And today we'll get a little closer to free by looking way out, way. This is not even. You're not even way out west. To Colorado Mesa University. And uh, so the Colorado Mesa University has a, a student publication out there. Uh, it's, uh, I don't even know what it's called. It's called the Colorado Mesa something. The Crite. The Crite? Yeah. Anyway, they've got a student publication there. And, and uh, there's, okay, there's some things I can't explain about this, all right? And uh, I'll get to why you care about this in, in, a, in a second and what the, uh, what the connection is to us. So they've got two guests speaking at CMU for Ethics Week. Ethics Week at uh, Colorado Mesa University. Uh, and I don't know why. I'm sure there's a perfectly legitimate explanation for it, but uh, I, I don't care about that part. Uh our former mayor, Mike Huther, was one of the two guests to speak at CMU for Ethics Week, which is fine. I mean, he's probably got a connection out there. I don't know. Maybe he's got a house out there. I have no idea. Uh, maybe he, uh, family members. Who knows? And one of the guys, the other guy was this uh, Ryan Hirsch, who's vice president of the National Association of State Boards of Accountancy Center for Public Trust. <laughs> he talked about his strategies for dealing with ethical communication challenges. Uh, the NASBA Center for Public Trust is an organization that provides a platform for corporate America to talk about ethical practices in organizations. Uh, he apparently uh, incorporated some uh, humor and audience interactions into his event. Uh, you know, so that that looked that looked that looked fun. Um, so the second speaker then uh, this is uh, yeah Wednesday was this dude Ryan Hirsch then a Thursday at five thirty p.m. Mike Huther, the previous mayor of Sioux Falls, South Dakota, presented in Domini's. Yeah, he's presented starting out by talking about a test he had cheated on when he was in school. He talked about his father's sales tactics, greed, and how low people have gone to win in his experience. Huther spoke of running of his second term when he was opposed by someone who, according to Huther, didn't act ethically in the race. That would be Greg Jamison. That's who he ran against. Um... Here was the game plan of my opponent, said Ether. It was to make it so miserable for me the last two weeks. So what they did, they didn't go after me. Guess where they went after? They went after my wife. Eh? <laughs> Ether spoke more than once on ethics being something that comes around and either benefits or harms the person making the choices as well as other people. He also said he feels a big part of his life was spent worrying about making money. We want to teach our kids how to make money, Huther said, but more importantly, we want to teach our kids how to give it away, how to be good stewards, share your time, your talent, your treasure as outward sign of your love to others, which is lovely. It's a lovely, lovely sentiment. 
I found it odd, though. I did find it odd. I, I, I hesitated to bring this up, except that, you know, it's out there. It's making the rounds. And uh, I don't know what he's talking about going after his wife. All right. Because the two things that I can think of that relate to his wife, Cindy, was one, she was an investor in a project that got a TIFF. And two, which is a tax break for developers, right? It was an apartment building or something. Two, she uh, was was uh, trying to get the bid board, which is the board that uh, administers the cash from uh, hotel taxes in the community, to well, it's a voluntary fee, to uh, fork over some cash for the to fund the tennis center, which. There's no reason to be using that. that. That money is for promoting, bringing people to Sioux Falls. The tennis center, no. Those were the two things. And to say that's going after your wife is, uh, in, a, in, in a political campaign, is not particularly truthful. The statement is not true. So the degree to which you've got the former mayor of Sioux Falls speaking on ethics is a bit incongruous in my mind for a guy who, as we remember, lied to voters about the settlement on the Premier Center. And a lot of other issues that came out over the two terms that would call into question the particular ethics of Mr. Huther. That's my opinion. That's the bottom line on today's PL statement. You can email me, Patrick at KSO.com, or you can get on the Twitter at P. Lally Show. Coming up after the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters, the bad mothers here for Weird Friends, ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Right by my side. Oh, I'm the California kid. I hope you're quite prepared to die. 3.35 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And, uh... I, I, I can't tell you how happy I am. Not because not because Scott Hudson couldn't make it today. Because Wednesday's usually Scott Hudson. But my 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 go to whenever whenever I need help, my go to is the bad mother. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> because the bad mother says, you know what? Yes. Yes, I can help you. And and you know, I I have nothing but gratitude. I I say yes to you. I say no to my kids. <laughs> <laughs> As it should be. As it should be. That's why she's the bad yes. mother. No, I am. Actually, you know, I didn't mention this to you when we were walking in. I am kind of the bad mother only because the good son got into a little bit of trouble. <laughs> that had to do with his airsoft gun and shooting it in his closet door. What? <laughs> well, you know. What's it? Like a BB gun? Well, yeah, but the airsoft. I don't, I don't know the difference, right? And it's... It shoots something less it shoots, less harmful. Yeah, but you know, anyhow, it still leaves marks in your closet door oh, if no. you shoot in the closet door. So you know, we, the husband and I, had <laughs> to you know enact some sort of punishment to him, and so he got his phone taken away for two weeks. Whoa! And his um, his PlayStation and TV privilege. He can watch TV, but it has to be what we're watching. So he's been watching a lot of news. <laughs> <laughs> He's been catching up on the campaigns. Right, yeah, he has, you know. That's good. And uh but you know, the the phone that's you know, takes away like a social lifeline for him. It's you know, it's pretty serious. So uh, no Snapchat. No Snapchat. So he doesn't really know what's going on in the world, you know. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know how he handles it. Two but. weeks. I mean the honestly, because he's like fourteen, right? Thirteen. Uh, yeah, 14? thirteen, yeah. So uh, he could come out of the other side of this two weeks from now, and the world could have completely changed. Yeah, I mean, at least there's school, so he sees people at that's school. True. But he gets a verbal <laughs> update. God. That's is he? How's he? How's he faring with that? Is he? 
you know, he's bored. Uh, <laughs> he gets his homework done a lot faster. See? And, well, then he also painted my daughter's fingernails last night. So he's super bored. <laughs> oh, my God. Did he do it right? Or did he paint them all different colors? Or? He, well, he painted them all different colors. But, yeah, my daughter's okay. just like, you don't really know what you're doing. <laughs> you know, so... You're terrible at this. Yeah, it's it's kind of fun. And I'm like, this is really cool. I'm like, maybe we should, let, you know. Right, take his phone away take permanently. Take his phone for another week or so, you know. Or at least, you know, hours, quiet hours. Quiet hours. Yeah, I don't know. That's not going to work either, is it? Probably not. You know, take the phone. It gets you out of my hair. So <laughs> <laughs> You forget about that part of it. Right, right. So. It, has, it, has, it rolls a dual purpose. Yeah. No, so, like, uh, uh by the way, can we call can we call uh, your husband now the bad dad? Since yes. you're the bad mother, yeah, yeah, we can. The bad father, that <laughs> yes. The bad dad has bad. a nice ring to it. Yeah, so like that. Bad dad was all in on the on the soft. Oh yeah, it was all his, You all know, right. he he came. He had the we're going to do this, 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 and this, and I'm like, all right, let's that sounds do it. good, bad yeah. dad. <laughs> can you call him bad dad when you get home? I can. Yes, okay, yeah. <laughs> make me happy. You're like, what did you do today? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you told me, uh, earlier and I can't believe, you know, uh, your son, your, your 13 year old, he's, uh, he's playing the football and we talked about that in the past and you know, uh, all the concerns with the injuries and such, but then I'm, you know, you have to go out there. You're headed to a game tonight. Yeah, it's a little on the chillier side. I mean, I always joke at the beginning of the season, you could get a sunburn and now Mm -hmm. I've got to find the hand warmers. Well, Well, it's not not quite that that bad yet, but not only that. It's it's a little chilly. At least you know, the sun keeps going away. Right. And it seems to have quit raining. But it's, I mean, the wind is like, it's got to be like, a, a feels like about 26 out there. I Yeah, I know. At least this one's in town. It's at school. The Any games are at the junior football fields out by the, the, the Pentagon. Yeah. Those are just, that's at least always 10 degrees colder and there's nothing to block any wind out there. So that's even worse. But, you know. These, so now he's playing the school ball. Yeah. Yeah. The, junior, the uh, junior high. The middle school ball. Middle school ball. But yes. that's still not. No, it's not exactly warm. This is not like, you know, it's always when you're like, how, why, why were you not good at basketball? And I said <laughs> gym, but. <laughs> that's right. Or, uh, yeah, you know, anything. A summer sports. Oh, he's a summer sport. Kid yeah. Too. But um, not. You know, it's no. Football. It, yeah. You're going to suffer. Football's his thing. And that's what he's planning on doing. Well, the bad know, dad is a big dude. Yeah, right? never played football though. Okay, so the the, the prospects of the thirteen year old being a good sized kid. Yeah, I mean he weighs more than me now. Oh boy, <laughs> that's not good. Well, you know, it's good for me. I feel <laughs> <funny>. you know. <laughs> it's all about I mean, you, isn't you know, it? Yeah, it, it mostly is. Like you know, the weigh-ins. I'm like, you weigh how much? <laughs> hey, <laughs> all, all right. right. <laughs> but so he's got a he's got a, a, a long career ahead of him. Probably you've well, got you a know, lot of football in your future. I got high school here, so yeah. So, but even then, like you get to the high school level, and you can go out to you know if varsity Howard Wood at least. Yeah, it's not exactly There's shelter. Yeah, shelter, but it's not like playing in you know the Dakota Dome. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would that would be helpful. Yeah, so I do love the Dakota Dome. What? How are you going to? Uh, this I can't. That just sucks. I mean, going out there and standing <laughs> in a field for two hours, you can't do anything. Well, you know, you get your cup of coffee and you stand out there and you talk to your sideline besties. You I mean, that's basically it. Like, you know, I mean, there's some of these. The parents that I've known for years and years and years, because our kids have played sports together, and that's really just what makes it a saving grace. Like, yeah. okay, here, all right, you know, here we, all right, my sideline besties are all here. This is great. So <laughs> it's social time, really. I uh, I remember when I used to uh, train a lot in the pool, you know, and there would be a, a, a swim team thing going on there, and you know, that, at least that's indoors, right? Yeah. But <laughs> I would uh, look over uh, uh, during practice in the bleachers, and you know, all these parents are there. Not because they want to be there, but because it's like, well, I got to drive them down there. Yeah. And I may as well stay. And so I would think, you know, get in the pool. You know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> do a few laps, float around, do something. Right. But everybody's just, there would be 20 parents sitting there, all of them on their phone. Oh, And it's yeah. like, somebody's got to get a picture of this. <laughs> but it's tough to do when you're outside standing on the sidelines. Yeah, you just. And you don't want to take your middies off. No, so you talk to people, which is good. I mean, and 
that was always my favorite. Like when my son was playing um, earlier, like late elementary, earlier middle school, uh, he was on the same, basically the same kids all played on his basketball, baseball mm. and football yeah. teams. And so you really got to know the other parents and that's, that's nice and fun. Yeah. And also then when my daughter was playing basketball last year, I'm like, I don't know any of these parents. I have no, <laughs> I have no mom friends. And the same with, you know, when she was playing softball over the summer, I'm like, I don't, okay. You know, I had to very strategically look at, you know, the different parents. I'm yeah. like, all right, that one's got a baby. So she's like, she's, the, she's occupied the game. <laughs> that one's got a two-year-old. She's, uh, that she's now chasing around so that, you know, the kid stops eating the sunflower seed shells off of the ground. I'm like, all right, she's out. I'm like, you... You are a tar- you are my target. <laughs> You're gonna call the you, herd. You don't understand, but you are gonna be my new sideline bestie. And <laughs> here's a list of things you're gonna need to bring. Right, and, and the, topics. Yes, and here's what I'm like. If you're willing to talk smack about other people, then you are also going to be. <laughs> you meet my criteria. <laughs> There's a. This is a whole new world. This is a this is a social structure it, system that I was it, not familiar with. Yeah, it is. I'm like, and yeah, like I said, for my son, I have you know, I have my handful of go to moms, mm-hmm. my sideline besties. But yeah, for my daughter, I'm like, okay, I'm still I'm still navigating. I mean, I'm still getting to know the parents of her friends, just as it is. I'm like, okay, who's going to be my go to person? You yeah, know? is she going to be athletic? Oh, she's yes. Oh, she's, so she's gonna be all in as well. She is very in. She's very competitive. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> as in she played soccer like t- a year or two ago, yeah. just a, a season of it. And at the end of the first game, you know, she has grown up going to my son's mm-hmm. games. Everything. I mean, she knows the drill. At the end of the first game, you know, all the other kids were rushing over to get their treats, mm-hmm. and she went up to the coach. She's like. So did we win? How much did we win by? And the coach <laughs> they don't like, keep score. No, right? they don't keep score. They were four. And the coach is just like, um, I think it's a tie. So then my daughter again was confused. Like, all right, it's a tie. We go into overtime. Like, yeah, she, was ready, she was ready to get back out there because she wanted the W. <laughs> <laughs> When's the shootout, man? Yeah. But, you know, then the coach is just like, we have treats over here. <laughs> <laughs> which helped, but she was still like, you could visibly see that she was a little upset that there was not a distinctive victory. Well, she's skeptical. Yeah. She's like, I'm being hoodwinked. Right. <laughs> I know I'm being hoodwinked. You know, I'm being hoodwinked. Just let's be honest. Like, here, right. What is this tie business? She's <laughs> you know, cause you know, I mean, they keep score in their heads all, too. All the parents do too. Right. Well, I mean, I do. But <laughs> <laughs> Uh, We're going to come right back and talk more with the bad mother on Weird Friends. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000, KSOO. Three forty nine on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000, KSOO. We're chatting with the bad mother. On Weird Friends, and uh, we spent a lot of time talking about your son because, you know, he's the oldest, he's the most active, you know, he's doing the football thing, he's getting in trouble, he's 13. Yeah, he's 13, just, he's funniest, you know. There's I mean, just a lot of chaos surrounding him. Yeah. When you're 13, there's chaos. And, you know, and it's funny because, like, he's growing a little mustache oh, hair no. and a little armpit hair, and it's no. really funny. Yeah, I know, it's hilarious. <laughs> no, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So... Uh, that had to freak you out a little bit. Well, I, I mean, it's just funny because like the one one morning I saw him laying, you know, yeah. arms up laying in bed, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, is that a shadow? <laughs> you, look, you look, oh my gosh, what is that? <laughs> oh, that's well, that's a moment, right? Little I know, boys growing up. Yeah, that's it's amazing. Funny, but yeah, <laughs> but your your daughter, you were talking about her earlier, and she's because he's 13 and she's like seven, seven, yeah. So there's a good gap there. Yeah, which. Uh, do you, are you happy that you've got that much of a gap or would you have rather had them like bang, bang, like a lot of people do? Well, you know, I mean, I think it's, they don't have to like compete for stuff. Like a lot of people when their kids are closer together and if they're in activities and stuff, they have to like usually divide and conquer. But by this time, I mean, my son is just like, yeah, you know, his thing is in the sun, you know, football is his thing. This is when it happens. And then my daughter's just still trying everything out. Like, so she did a season of softball, a season of soccer. And so there's no dividing and conquering. It's like our attention could be on her then. And Yeah. Do they fight like, you know, normal siblings do? Or are they, because they're so far apart, not so far, well, I mean, farther yeah, apart. Farther apart. I mean, not, 
I mean, they don't fight over normal things. It's mostly about like, you know, I mean, when my daughter's being super annoying to my son. I mean, she's just being seven and, (laughs) you know, he's just being irritable. And so they just get annoyed that way. And she doesn't, you know, I mean, she wants to be a big kid. So she's always, you know, mad when she feels slighted because my son gets to, you know, stay up later or something, you know? Yeah, it's horrible, but... (laughs) Well, but so she's just starting out in, in, in sports and such. Yeah. Is it, in school. It, do you think that she's, uh, uh, you know, what a, is she going to go a different direction? Is she going to try and say, I'm not going to do those things because eh, that's what, you know. Oh, no, I think she at first, she could, like, all right. I mean, for like the first few years of her life, I mean, any, I mean, it was probably until she was at least four that she had actually never seen girls play basketball because she had just, with the way Y ball and any of the tournaments mm-hmm. that my son's team was in. It was worked. all boys. Well, yeah. I mean, it was just boys com- competing. There never seemed to be a, a girl game before or after. Mm-hmm. So she actually had no idea. She's like, girls don't play basketball. I'm like, yeah, they do. <laughs> Wait <laughs> they a minute. Actually, you know, yes, they actually play basketball. So she just had no no idea because she was always like, well, I'm not going to play basketball. Boys only play basketball. Girls don't. That's, you know, but now That's she, weird. you know, now she gets it that she can. So now it's the competitive thing is like, well, I'm just better than Josh ever was. You know? <laughs> <laughs> was, it, was, was it, did you have like a feminist moment there? You're like, wait a minute. I'm pretty, doing this wrong. I have yeah. to expose my girl. To well, pretty much we did. So we went to a girls basketball game at Roosevelt. And then she's like, oh, oh. yeah. And she's like, they are really good. And, you know? <laughs> well, that's good. So, yeah. But I'm just like, no, 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 no. Girls can play basketball. And Do you think she's going to have a completely different perspective on, on sports as a girl than you did even? Like, oh, I can do anything I want. I mean, probably. And it's just kind of like it's something that she's just grown up with seeing that, yeah. So it's just kind of like, well, of course she's going to do that. I mean, she might want to do something different. Like she's talked about wanting to do gymnastics. So mm-hmm. I signed up for a Y gymnastics mm. class coming up. So gymnastics, that's there's a different world for you. That is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but <laughs> that's going to be some four o'clock in the morning action. Well, you know what? The class she signed up with the Y. Yeah. No, it's just like a nice little introduction oh, class. So good. I'm not jumping right into <sighs> you're the Six next Olympic. Yeah. No, I have no... I I guess I have no hopes or dreams <laughs> that either of my kids would even, you know, I mean, this is not their launching pad to a no. professional well, career. This is not God. even a launching. I'm like, no, this is just life enrichment. This is I'm not gonna, you're going to get a college scholarship out of it. I mean, you're gonna go roll around on the mat for a while. Yeah. But I mean, speaking of rolling around on the mat, it, it just does just, uh, your son, 13, does, he, does he wrestle? Is, he, is that going to no. be part of his world? No. No. Okay. Not even an interest of his. Uh, probably good. <laughs> uh, the bad mother, she comes in whenever I need help on Weird Friends. Uh, bad mother, thanks for being here. I appreciate it. You bet. <laughs> Coming up on the Patrick Lally show after the news and weather at the top of the hour. Uh, what are we doing? Oh, we got uh, Thea Miller Ryan from the Outdoor Campus. We're going to be talking about Outdoor Campus West, so stick with us. This is the Patrick Lally show, Information 1000 KSOL. This is a public service announcement. Three fifty-eight on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO. Now through the seventeenth of October, Comfort Keepers has partnered with the Salvation Army to collect non-perishable food donations to supplement the Senior Commodities Program. It's a Feed Seniors Now Food Drive. Drop off your donation at any high in Sioux Falls, Active Generations, Andy's Affiliated Foods, Franklin Foods, Comfort Keepers, Sola Salon, and Fairway in Sioux Falls and Harrisburg. More than 5,500 commodity boxes will be distributed this year. It's a good program. Coming up after the news and weather with Dan Peters, it's Thea Miller Ryan of the Outdoor Campus. Stay with us, will you? This is Information 1000 KSLR. Four oh seven on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO, and uh, it's Wednesday, about four ish, which means none other than Thea Miller Ryan of the Outdoor Campus comes walking through the studio door, and 
Everybody at Results Radio says, hooray, <laughs> Thea's here. Hooray, she can talk this week. That's right. That's right. Last week you, <laughs> Didn't were, have a voice. you were struggling. So yeah. it's, you're back. You're feeling all right? I am. I'm great. Awesome. And she brings with her always some friend from the vast universe of the Game Fishing Parks <laughs> Department. And today it's uh, Chad Tusing, who's director of the Outdoor Campus West in Rapid City. Good afternoon. Thanks well, for being here, Chad. Afternoon. It's My afternoon. Too. No, this is live, <laughs> live radio. Uh, so uh, a lot of people probably don't realize that there is an Outdoor Campus West. That I mean, for folks who live over here, first of all, it's rapid. We don't pay that much attention. But... <laughs> No, the state yeah. the state has uh you've got a, a like a, a twin out there in, in Rapid. Uh first of all, uh Chad, where is it? It is on the northwest side of Rapid and we've been there we've been open for just over eight years now. Wow, or seven years now, excuse me. So yeah, we've been there for quite a while and we're actually growing and expanding too. Really? Yeah. We're right now, probably this week. Finishing up construction on an archery park addition to our campus. That's going to be very cool. That's cool. So you'll go from like station to station to station? Yep. That's sort of exactly like uh, right. there's one out at Big Sioux Rec. Um, you know yeah, a little bit like that, but a little fancier. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's newer. It's the best. <laughs> it's newer. I just, I mean, it's, it's another newer. game exactly. fishing parks area. Yeah. Uh, so... That's cool. Um, will there be axe throwing? Because sometimes, <laughs> sometimes Thea has axe we throwing. We should have a contest you know while you're here, Chad. Axe throwing? Yeah. Well, I haven't, I haven't tossed one in a long time, but All I'm right. game. Uh, we, we, we're going to do axe throwing, but we have got an intern right now that has some experience with using atlatls to throw. Oh. Uh, who the hell? Atlatls. Atlatls. The kind of the primitive tool before the development of the bow as a way to throw darts and spears stronger, faster, farther than you can by hand. Like you could kill a mammoth with them. Yes, absolutely. So it's like some sort of a strap with a hook on it? Yeah, it's kind of like a slingshot uh, arrow. It's it's basically just a stick that has a little hook on it that you hook the the dart or the arrow onto, and then you got to practice your physics on these things. And you can whip them a long, long ways. So. I'm not, well, I'm not you, good at that. Did, did your did intern grow up on the Mongolian steppe? <laughs> I mean, no, actually, we have, we've had some interns that either have come to us or we actually have one former intern that went on to work at one of the federal National Park Service, National Forest Service sites that are more archaeological sites. Oh, cool. And that was a traditional hunting method or tool in the area back during the Ice Age and after. Oh, right on. So Hudson Ming site is a great one, Mammoth site. Yep, yep. So you can, he could do a he, she, was it he or he, she? Yep. He, he could do a little demo with this atlatlum. Yep, <laughs> It's fun to say, atlatlum. <laughs> now, well, you know, Thea introduced axe throwing to the region, and now there's, <laughs> it's gone commercial. It's crazy. There's three or four places now in town. One of them opened today. I heard. That you could go and have a couple of beers and huck some axes. Now this this seems... isn't this isn't you know parents of junior high boys throwing the axe out. Right? <laughs> no no <laughs> Not no. That axe that That's axe funny. should go. I like that. Um, so He's a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> or at least so, I think I am. To Chad, you've been open uh, eight years now. You got the archery. Uh, so, does it look like this one? I mean, you got a pond and some trails and that sort of thing. There's there's some similarities. Yeah. But there's a lot of differences as well. Well, if you think about it, you know, West River, East River, there's a lot of differences there. So we yeah. have definitely our Black Hills flavor to it, um, both in the architecture and the classes and programmings that we do. But we do have ponds. We do canoeing, kayaking, fishing mm-hmm. classes right there. Um, and again, in addition to the archery and shooting classes, things like that. So uh, there's a lot of similarity. And there's, again, that East River or West River kind of difference we've got going. So... We may do a the, how the to jokes. butcher an elk class. The, the jokes are just keep going. They're just Bring coming fast and furious now. <laughs> I'm ready. No, I, I'm ready. But yeah. so you've got <laughs> other stuff, though, because you've got a lot of other sort of outdoor activities out in the Rapid City. Right. And it could be something like this time of year we might do. Actually, we did here about a month ago. We did a class on how to butcher an elk. And we actually had an opportunity. One was sit by a car. 
And so that's something that we did a class for folks on how to do that. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I know what you're going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> they taste great. They taste fun. They, they taste, taste uh, I saw somebody, actually a friend of mine, uh, uh, elk are big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So a friend of mine went elk hunting not so long ago and was posting the photos. And you just don't realize how big they are they until are somebody's sitting next to one. Yep. Uh, so somebody hit this with their car. That person is now gone, right? That person no. has been killed. No. No? Okay. No. No. They okay, survived. Good. Yes. That's good. Um, because you hit something out in the hills, you take a right turn, psh, just down in the gully. Oh, but gosh. It, no, that's a little morbid. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, but uh, would you freeze it? I mean, how do you get somebody brings in an elk and they're like, oh, we just killed this elk. Let's have a class. I mean, you know, you got to get to it before it. Right. And usually what we do, just like you said, we do have large walk-in freezers and coolers that usually what happens is along the roadside, whenever conservation officers or staff will field dress it, you know, basically get all the guts and stuff out, and then we'll hang it up either in the freezer or the cooler until we get word out. And we have some built-in audiences that are always looking for mm-hmm. things like that. And we'll get them on the phone, text them, email them, say, hey, we have this opportunity. Do you want to learn how to butcher this thing. Mm-hmm. We're going to be doing it tomorrow night. And we'll get half a dozen people, you know, usually a small class because we want them hands-on, and we'll do it. So basically what you're telling me <laughs> is you've got a roadkill cooler. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> <laughs> you do. It's pretty true. Actually, we do too, though. Do you? Yeah, Roadkill, research, yeah. law enforcement cooler, that's a separate one. Yep. Yeah, if there's stuff that, that dies on the road that's – you know, worth that we're checking out. Right. You know, not every raccoon that's dead on the road no. do we pile in the freezer. Well, but. I'm starting to get concerned. But so, <laughs> and like, I suppose like uh, hide tanning, uh, that yeah. kind of thing, you do that sort of thing? We have. We haven't yeah. done it recently, but we have done hide tanning, brain tanning classes. Yep. What was that last one? Brain tanning. Oh, man. Do I, do I even want to? <laughs> I'd go there. Yeah. I, it's pretty <laughs> cool. <laughs> How? Chad, uh, how do you how do you tan a brain? <laughs> no, use the brain to tan. Oh, okay, got it. <laughs> well, I, I had a picture of somebody with some sort of you know uh, preserved brain on their desk, and wouldn't that be cool? You could like drop it into amber, though. I've seen that where people oh, like little yeah. snake, little rattlesnakes and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That could happen. Like could a raccoon's those. brain. What yeah. is that? Oh, it's a raccoon's brain. <laughs> what? Well, I'm, to be honest, I'm kind of surprised. <laughs> That in our offices somewhere, there isn't one. Well, <laughs> one of everything, right? No well, kidding. Last week, er, not last week, two weeks ago, um, I smelled this horrible smell by one of my coworkers' desk. <laughs> and I started looking around, and there is a raccoon skull that was not quite all the way rotted. And I made the mistake of poking it with a pen, which expelled several maggots. And I screamed like a little girl. And uh, had to clean it up. And really, I'm like, guys, let's not bring in half-dead things <laughs> and just leave them here. You know, I had a similar <laughs> story at the radio station last. No, it's never, <laughs> that has never happened at the radio station. Unfortunately. <laughs> Maggot the undead skull. raccoon <laughs> station. Yeah. <laughs> the undead raccoon skull. The undead skull. <laughs> we're going to keep it. those gonna, in his office, too. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. Yep. Bobcats. I, against my better judgment, we're going to come back and uh, talk more. <laughs> With Chad Dusing and Thea Miller Ryan of uh, the opposing outdoor campuses. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be right back. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Well, it's dark where I've been staying. Don't you worry and come on in. When I finally found a friend, I found 421 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO, and we are. Very happy to have with us and continuing to chat with Thea Miller Ryan of the Outdoor Campus and her uh, compadre counterpart from West River, South Dakota, somewhere out by Rapid City, Chad Tusing, who is director of the Outdoor Campus West. And uh, we let's see, we talked about raccoon brains. We talked about uh, 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 butchering an elk. Uh, what else do you do out Quality there? Quality radio. That's about yeah. it. That's about it. No yeah. <laughs> elk, elk butchering classes and what? So what other kinds of things can I do? Say I were to come to Rapid City, which would be, you know, pretty rare. But say I would come to <laughs> Rapid City uh, and I want to go to the outdoor campus, what kinds of things can I do when I go there? Well, it can. your visit can range from wandering through our exhibits. We've got a ton of hands-on exhibits to explore. 
We are sitting on a about a 52 acre property with trails to explore. Wow. Uh, we mentioned earlier that probably later this week, next week, soon, we'll be opening our archery park, which has both a flat practice range and a walking archery mm. trail course. So those are some great things. So you can do like different shots, right? Yep. I mean, you can Ab- practice your, if you're like a bow hunter and that kind of yep. thing. Absolutely. Or even just a target shooter mm. that competes in some of the different contests mm-hmm. and tournaments around. So for example, the walking course has targets from 11 yards to 80 yards away. You lob that baby up in the air. <laughs> yeah. <Okay>. And some <laughs> of them are kind of between trees or slightly oh, wow. uphill, slightly downhill. So some pretty realistic shots. So it's just a neat area to explore anyway, because it's going up on kind of your typical Black Hills hillside with pine trees and wildflowers in the spring yeah. and such. Can I do that if I'm amateur, but I don't own the equipment? You guys rent that sort of thing? Like uh, they get snowshoes and such over it. Yeah, we do have snowshoes. We aren't renting bows, um, but probably a we, liability we do, issue. We, we'll, do <laughs> cla- we'll do classes on that. Maybe a little liability. <laughs> yeah, um, actually, one neat thing though is as of July, just around the corner from us, Black Hills Archery is oh. a private archery shop that opened up literally a block away. Oh, that's they, cool. They, they've been in town for almost 30 years, and they moved closer to a bigger shop closer to us. And so they've got a pro shop there, and it would be a great resource for, you want to go try out a bow? Maybe they mm-hmm. will go out with you, yeah. either on their indoor range or our outdoor range, to give it a try. That sounds great. So uh, other outdoorsy type things I can do there. Uh, can I, you know, learn to rock climb? That's really. Yep, we do have a portable rock climbing wall that we do classes with. Portable. Yeah, it's on a trailer. You don't, you don't need a portable wall. You got walls <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> True story. And we do canoeing, kayaking, just like they do here at the campus mm-hmm. in Sioux Falls. Uh, we do a lot of fly fishing classes. Oh, that's cool. And fly tying classes, and we've done some both with. With fly fishing and hunting in general, some what we call start to finish classes or 101 classes, someone that's interested, and we give them the whole experience. So mm-hmm. we'll start them that, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in fly fishing, mm-hmm. but I know nothing about it. We'll yeah, teach them that's me. the rules and regulations. We'll teach them how to find a place to go. We will teach them how to tie flies, how to tie some of the different knots, cast, and then we'll practice on our pond. And then take them out onto like Rapid Creek or Spring Creek yeah. in the hills for a fishing outing. See, that sounds there. fun. So it's, it's start to finish. We do the same thing with hunting classes as well for adults. I have a, I have a kind of a, a romantic notion of fly fishing as most, mm-hmm. as most I know nothing. Does about it include it. Brad Pitt? Mine. <laughs> <laughs> a river runs through it? Yeah. Are you shadow casting? <laughs> yeah. No, I read a lot of James Harrison novels. Oh, well, that's the same. Yeah, yeah same it was that, ri- that's yeah. exactly, he wrote A River Runs Through yeah. It. So that. And so I have that notion. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I have this sort of uh, commercial notion of like some pretty cool gear. You know what I mean? Like I like the clothes. Yeah. <laughs> so Very that's why I want to go classic. fly fishing so I I can buy the clothes. I think that's a great idea. I think you should do it. That's what I'm going to do next time I'm on Rapid. There yeah, and definitely. And one of the things that we teach with a lot of those classes mm-hmm. is the clothes are great and there's neat gear. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to invest hundreds or thousands of dollars if you want to get started in something. If that's what, if that's your style, if that's, yeah. your look, if that's what you, your goal. You're going for the Brad Pitt thing? Absolutely yeah. go for it. Go for it. But if it's something that you're not sure if you uh, want to, if you're going to keep at or yeah. really stay Just into, want to try it. Just want to try it. We can do that. And also you can go to Shields or Cabela's or mm-hmm. Walmart and buy fly fishing equipment that will work for you. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I still have the same Shakespeare fly rod that my grandma and grandpa got me when I was 12. Oh, And so that's sweet. It is sweet. I, don't, I don't have a $300 fly rod. That's pretty cool. So, I like that idea too. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the problem is though, almost everything, all of my hobbies are like that. Like, Oh, you don't need a uh, once you're in it. You're like, oh god. I yeah, gotta, I got to spend the money. Well, you you are a man of some restraint. You I don't, understand that. You don't need it, <laughs> but you can have it. You can get it. Oh, awesome! Well, guys, uh, Chad Tusing, uh, he is director of the Outdoor Campus West in Rapid City. Uh, it's been uh, fabulous having you here. I really appreciate you coming. Well, I'm glad you had the time for me to come in. Yeah, anytime you're in town, just tell Thea. We'll we'll hook you up. Excellent. Right. I will. Thea, I promise I'll bring him. Thea Miller-Ryan, she's here most Wednesdays at about 4 o'clock. She, of course, is executive director of the Outdoor Campus East, which is 
my personal favorite. Thank you. It's my Mine home too. Park. Mine Just my because home you park. haven't seen the West. <laughs> <laughs> a little rivalry. <laughs> and when did you become executive director? I just throw that he in there. He gives me that just title. Yeah. I, I don't, I just take it. <laughs> After six or eight appearances, you get a new title. <laughs> right. That's how it goes. Okay. Uh, guys, thanks a lot. Thank and we'll you. talk to you again soon. You bet. This, uh, we'll be right back after the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters. We're going to chat with Colleen Moran and uh, Amber Fink from the uh, Colleen's from the city attorney's office. Amber's from the Siouxland libraries. We're going to talk about discrimination and a documentary and discussion that's coming up. Stay with us. This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. I could tell you blues. 4.35 on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. And I'm quite pleased to have in the studio with us today, Colleen Moran. She's with the Sioux Falls Human Relations, Office of Human Relations. That's how we say that, right? And this Human Relations Commission. But you are a, a assistant city attorney, essentially. That's I your am. original job down at the Sioux Falls City Hall. And Amber Fick, who's with Siouxland Libraries. And uh, Amber was here last week uh, because we're talking about this uh, series that the library is doing surrounding a documentary about a Holocaust survivor named Big Sonia. Uh, Amber, thanks for thanks for coming back. I appreciate yeah, it. Thanks for having me. So uh, this is a four-part series that the library is uh, sponsoring and operating uh, all around this documentary. And I think uh, probably should remind us a little bit about uh, who Big Sonia is and, and why this documentary is important. Sure. So Sonia um, Borchowski, I think I said her last name correctly, is um, a woman. She currently lives in Kansas City. She was a teenager during the Holocaust, and she was in a number of different concentration camps, including um, Auschwitz. Mm -hmm. um, and this documentary tells her story her of her time in the concentration camps and then of what she's made of her life after the fact and how she lives with that every day, um, but still has a very interesting and fulfilling life down in Kansas. And so uh, you guys came across this documentary and, and have put together this, this basically a discussion series, four, four parts. Um, and this week, last week was uh, surrounding um, the Holocaust, correct? I mean, that was basically yeah, the theme. Yep. And Patrick Hicks, who was here last week and has written um, um, and, and spent time at Auschwitz and uh, in, in studying the, the concentration camps for his books, uh, was your guest last week. Uh, how'd that go? That went really well. Yeah, we had a good crowd and the discussion after. So last week was when we showed the documentary and had a discussion after the fact. And it was very interesting and it got pretty emotional, actually. So, yeah, I think it was a really fulfilling kind of experience for people. So each week um, is kind of a different theme. Mm -hmm. um, and so this week is moving beyond discrimination, which brings us to Sioux Falls City Assistant City Attorney Colleen Moran. Is that your assistant city attorney? Is that what you're called? Or what is your title, Colleen? I am an assistant city attorney. Okay. And, but you are in charge of the the Office of Human Relations. Correct. Okay. I'm going to make sure I get that right on the record. I appreciate that. No problem. And <laughs> so uh, the Office of Human Relations uh, deals with a lot of discrimination issues, housing, um, workplace, uh, that kind of thing. Um, what And you've seen the film. And what, what are the, the themes here that you find that resonate with the work that you do in uh, the Office of Human Relations? I think there's a number of things that resonate. Um, one of those is everybody has a story. We can look at, um, what is Sonia now, 90 yeah, or 91 her, or something like 90s. that? And sometimes we look at somebody who's in their early 90s and we see an elderly person. We don't know their story. We don't look at what they may have gone through and, and what they have survived. Um, we might not give them the opportunity to tell us everything that we can learn from somebody who's lived 90 years. Um, and then, of course, her treatment, which is beyond what I could ever imagine. At one point, she was shot. Um, you know, she's a teenager. She's shot. She's lived through the most horrendous of circumstances, and yet she survived. And here she is in Kansas City being a, a businesswoman and a grandmother and a mother and all of those things. And so you never really know somebody's story until you take the time to sit down and listen to them. And I think when we talk about discrimination and harassment, it is that lack of understanding or the lack of wanting to learn more about somebody who isn't like you 
that sometimes then can lead to discrimination. It's mm-hmm. pretty hard to discriminate against somebody who, um, a, another gentleman at an event I was at said it's hard to discriminate against somebody who you sat down and, and broke bread with. Absolutely. You know, because you have to share your information. You have to be able to, and you f- you form some bond when you sit and have a, have a conversation. And I think that's what is so outstanding about this is it not only is a conversation about her life and her story, but then it also leads to conversation among our community members. And uh, remind people, Amber, um, in terms of uh, how this, how did this come to the library, and and why is why is Siouxland Libraries participating in this, and and really driving this this discussion series? Yeah. So some of our staff at the Cayley Branch, I think, came upon this documentary, um, and saw just the the vast potential of topics that we could cover based on one ninety minute film. Um, you have the Holocaust piece, the what we're talking about this week with the discrimination piece, um, the religious piece, and the just the fact she's 90 years old and end of life and those sorts of things. Um, and having a central piece to like spur all these conversations from is, um, I think, really interesting. And the staff at Kaylee who put this all together did a really great job of making it all fit and pulling in great speakers to facilitate these conversations. And uh, I think you mentioned uh, last time you were here, you, you can't see this. This movie's not on Netflix. I yeah. mean, it's, it's a hard thing to, to get access to, but you can rent it uh, or get it through the library system. Yes. That's probably a waiting list now. but Yeah, I think there's a bit of a list, and since we have been doing this program series, I'm not sure it's quite ready to be checked out, but it's mm-hmm. definitely um, on its way, and it's probably one of the only places you can get it without having to buy it. So, yeah, definitely give us a call. Get your name on the list. It's really it's worth a watch. And you just come down and get a DVD. Is that it? Or is, yep, is that, yep. That's We've the got best it way? as a DVD. Yep. Just have one? You two, three, four. What? We have a few copies. <laughs> oh, okay, good. <laughs> good. So you may, the wait may not be that long. No, it, it okay. shouldn't be too long. Great. Um, we're going to come right back. I should mention uh, the the uh, Moving Beyond Discrimination session is this Sunday, 2 to 3.30 at the main library, right? Yep, downtown. downtown library. And uh, you mark your calendar, come down. Uh, you won't be showing the movie this week, but you come down for the discussion. Yes, right? okay. exactly. We're going to come right back and chat more with Colleen Moran of the City Attorney's Office and Amber Fick of the Siouxland Libraries. And we're going to talk about the uh, what you can expect from this session and what's coming up later. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. 445 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And we are joined by Colleen Moran and Amber Fick, who are uh, involved with the uh, Siouxland Libraries, a uh, series of discussions surrounding the documentary Big Sonia. And uh, is it Sonia or Sonia, Amber? I think they said Sonia okay. in the documentary. Good. That sounds right to me. And uh, Colleen Moran, who's with the city attorney's office and runs the uh, oversees the Office of Human Relations, uh, is involved in the, in the discussion, leading the discussion this week on uh, moving beyond discrimination. Um, so when people show up, Colleen, 2 o'clock on Sunday, 2 to 3.30, down at the downtown library. What, what, what are you going to do? What are we going to talk about? Well, I hope a lot of people show up and certainly would encourage them to, and if they have questions, to bring those as well, because I really want it to be a discussion. But when we think about moving beyond discrimination in Sioux Falls, um, we're going to talk about you know what do we see in our community and what do we see in ourselves. Um, in order to stop discrimination, you have to recognize in yourself, do you have a prejudice, do you have a bias? Because everybody does. But how does that affect the community where you live? How does it affect your family? How does it affect your friends? And we'll, it, we'll kind of focus the conversation on that. You know, was there something in your background? Maybe you grew up and you had a bad experience with somebody who was of a different race, and so now you have determined that everybody of that race mm-hmm. Um, has that same characteristic or, or will cause you that same problem. And I hope we can have an open and honest discussion about, you know, we have to move beyond that. You can't have those assumptions. You can't have, you, you shouldn't have those assumptions, I guess, or those biases because those do lead to discrimination. And we really are, and I hope that we continue to be, one community, you know, one who falls, where we are welcoming and inclusive 
to everybody who lives here that we want to know who our neighbors are, we want to know who operates businesses, and we want to welcome them. Yeah. Now, obviously, Sioux Falls is uh, become a more, I mean, I've lived here my whole life, right? So since 1965, it's a completely different place than it was when I was growing up, and it's become more and more diverse. At the same time, I continually, I'm continually amazed at the way and the ability of people to still insulate themselves from people who are not the same as them. In your job, you see discrimination every day. Do you think that in, in, in large measure, vast swaths of our population are essentially able to fool themselves into thinking, well, you know, that kind of stuff doesn't happen here? <laughs> I think there are probably people that think that that wouldn't happen here because Sioux Falls is a very compassionate community. You know, I think we're recognized as a very giving community. Um, I remember there was a story done, I don't know, a few years ago about who gave, who put the most money in kettles, mm-hmm. Sioux Falls, South Dakota, or somewhere else, and Sioux Falls won. And so we are uh, kind and compassionate and caring. And so it's hard to believe that discrimination would occur. And unfortunately, it does. And I, I, and I would hope that the discrimination that occurs is based on lack of knowledge rather than on malicious intent. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what this program is supposed to be about and what the library has put in place is that we can look at things and and think maybe it might happen and and what can I do to make it not happen in Sioux Falls? Mm -hmm. What kind of action can I take? And we always think about discrimination in some measure. The first thing that comes to mind is probably race but and and we become a more racially diverse community but there's also ethnicity Mm -hmm. and we become a much more ethnically diverse community Uh, but then we start Getting to religion, which is something you're going to be dealing with here. Lots of people in different faiths now. Uh, and also a sexual orientation, which is not a federally protected class, really, but it's issues that you deal with all the time, right? That's correct. And, you know, sexual orientation, gender identity are probably hot topics right now. Mm-hmm. But our office has interpreted that through some guidance through the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission and, and HUD that if you are discriminated against because of your sexual orientation or your gender identity, we would take that case as sex, sex discrimination. Mm. And so even though it isn't spelled out in the federal laws or local or state laws, we certainly still take those cases and help people who feel like they've been discriminated against because of that. And your goal, and this is at the office, is to uh, solve these problems, negotiate oh. settlements without any sort of enforcement. You want things to be amicably settled. We do. And actually, our goal is that we wouldn't ever, that we'd all be out of jobs. Yeah, you know? exactly. It <laughs> would never happen. discrimination and right. harassment wouldn't happen. Uh, Amber Fick, you're uh, with Siouxland Libraries. Uh, we've talked a little bit about this uh, series. Why, you guys check out books. Why are you doing this? <laughs> well, the libraries do so much more than check out books. We're really... Um, strive to be the kind of knowledge center of the community and a place where people can have these tough conversations in um, a safe space and a place where the community can gather and, you know, be enriched by each other. And that's, you know, a main mission of the library. Um, Some of that does come through the books that we check out and the movies that we have available for people to take home and see. Um, But a lot of it comes from putting on programs like this um, just people running into each other in the building. And yeah, it's this sort of thing is exactly what the library is for and why we are here in the community trying to make it stronger. This session this week is uh, moving beyond discrimination in Sioux Falls. And that is at two o'clock Sunday afternoon at the downtown library till 3.30. The next week is an introduction to three major world religions which will be great. That's on the 21st from 2 to 3.30. And then on the 28th, also Sunday, ethics and elder care. So it really is a, a, a vast uh, swath of topics here. Um, it, what do you really want people to take away from this? Uh, it, it is a lot of very big topics. If, if somebody goes to all four, they watch a documentary, they do all that, what is it that you hope that they take away from it? Um. I hope that people take away a greater sense of community by participating in these discussions. 
um, you're going to have people who have never met each other before who are coming to these things that have, you know, Sioux Falls in common. Mm -hmm. And I think that getting that um, dialogue rolling, that conversation, and having people feel more part of the community um, is a big goal of this program in particular. And you affect one person, that person affects people they know, exactly. affects people they know, there's a ripple effect, mm -hmm. right? Uh, it's a fantastic series. Uh, it's based on the documentary Big Sonia, and uh, you can check that out at the library. Uh, even if you don't make it to the series, which is this Sunday and the two following Sundays, 2 to 3.30 down at the downtown public library. Colleen Moran is the uh, head of the Sioux Falls Office of Human Relations and is with the city attorney's office. Amber Fick is with Siouxland Libraries. What is your title, Amber? I always... Librarian. Librarian. It's pretty simple. That's a good title. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Uh, uh, ladies, thank you very much for being here, and, and good luck this weekend. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks so much. Coming up on the program after this a short break, we're going to chat about what's coming up tomorrow. Stay with us. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Four fifty-eight on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO, October twenty-seventh. That's a Saturday. It's a trick-or-treat trail run because it's right before Halloween. Ten a.m. starting at Pasley Park on the bike path along the scenic Big Sioux River. It's a five k run walk and a ten k run. There will be a candy dash for kids three to ten, and that starts at nine thirty a.m. The candy dash is a point five a mile race. Each finisher reads a receives a goodie bag and an adventure. For more information on this or any other event in the Sioux Empire, go to the listing at ksoo.com. It's a good event. It's a good time. Nothing better than getting out for a run. Coming up on the show tomorrow, it's uh, that time of the month, Libby Screen. She's public policy director for the ACLU in South Dakota. We'll always talk about some uh, politics, legislation, and your civil rights. And the Smart Cycles to be with us for Weird Friends. So stay tuned. Come and visit us. On the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Seven.